The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. At that time, Jesus spoke unto his disciples, Have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, it is great to be back here with you uh, after, I think, about 11 years or so. Um, I also bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in Christ up in Beecher uh, from Peace Lutheran Church. But it is a pleasure to be here with you today as we celebrate the presentation of the Augsburg Confession, this Confession of Christ, which has come down to us today and thankfully is still ours. In April of 1521, Martin Luther stood before the Emperor of the Roman Empire and he was called to give an account for his faith, called to recant, but yet then made those famous words, here I stand, I can do no other. He was then declared an outlaw and a heretic. And now, we celebrate today some nine years after that, after the teachings of the pure gospel have spread throughout the lands in Europe and Germany there. Now the princes and rulers of those territories in which this teaching had spread well, it was now their turn to, call, to be called to give an account, a confession. They knew what stood against them. They knew the threats that if they continued in this confession, that war with the Roman Empire likely laid at the end of this. But yet, there on that June 25th, that Saturday in 1530, in the city of Augsburg, there they stood, those Roman princes, and before again the Holy Roman Empire, and they confessed the Augsburg Confession. As it was read, all there heard it, and, and the windows were open. There was a crowd outside that was able to hear. And after they finished, they presented it to the Roman Emperor and said, Most gracious Emperor, this is a confession that will even prevail against the gates of hell with the grace and the help of God. You see, that confession of faith, the Augsburg Confession, it didn't just quote scriptures, but also quoted things like the church fathers from the early centuries of the church, things like the creeds, the councils of the church. They were certain that this was not only the faith of holy scripture, but what the church had always believed taught and confessed. However, they claimed that this would stand against the very gates of hell, not because it was well-reasoned, but because it was a true confession of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says, whoever confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. A true confession of Jesus 
is one that endures through all things, all assaults of the devil until the very end of time. And today as we look at this confession once again, it gives strength and it gives shape to our confession today as we confess the Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. As we speak of Jesus and his word for the salvation of the world. Now, as we see this, I think maybe one of the questions we ask today is, well, is it really worth it? Why take the trouble to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior and his word when it really just brings trouble? In Matthew chapter 10, we read for today, leading up to that, Jesus had warned the disciples of what it would mean to confess his name before the world. He told them that he is sending them out as sheep in the midst of wolves. He says that they will be delivered over to courts and flogged in synagogues. He says that they will be dragged before governors and kings. He tells them that even brothers will deliver over brother to death and son, their father, their son. And that they will be persecuted and hated by all for his name's sake. Fast forward then, to 15, around 1530 A.D. After Christianity had spread throughout the known world and really government was infused with the church, Christendom. In Europe, persecution from outside the church wasn't so much a threat However, with Martin Luther, then excommunicated and declared an outlaw, really could be put to death. Now, it was the church who had become the persecutor. And those who become, confessed the true gospel were put in danger now. Fast forward today, close to 500 years later. The time is very different. The church's influence and place in society and culture has waned. What today, though, stands in the way of our confession of Jesus? While our context is getting closer to that of the early church and the first Christians, with surrounded by increasingly unchristian context, yet we don't experience the same threat of persecution and threats to our lives in our land as they did in the first century or even in the 1500s. But yet, I think, fear can still stand in the way of our confession of Jesus and his word to the world around us. And that fear can lead to an apathy of, is it really worth it? Rod Dreher, in his book, Live Not By Lies, describes the context in which we live in in the Western world. He describes it as a sort of soft totalitarianism. And he was not saying that we live under a totalitarian form of government, where all things of our lives, our speech, our thoughts, and our opinions are policed and controlled by the state, but rather he says that there is a form of totalitarianism beginning where one dare not express opposing beliefs or opinions to the culture around them, not out of fear of the state so much, but out of fear of the culture. Fear of backlash on social media. Fear of expressing one's beliefs and opinions at work. Maybe fear of being reprimanded or fired. 
Fear that one must support that popular agenda of the day, lest the crowds turn on you. Fear indeed can still stand in the way of our confession of Christ. That fear can lead to apathy. Is it really worth the trouble? Does it really matter? Is it really worth the trouble of proclaiming the truths expressed in Holy Scripture? Shouldn't we just live and let live to each their own? Can't I just hold my own personal beliefs? I really need to talk about them to others. Dear friends, here again, the words of our Lord, which Philip Melanchthon, the primary author of the Augsburg Confession, quoted in his first edition. He said, whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. So Jesus says, do not be afraid of them. Christ reminds us that all of this is happening to his people because it first happened to him. Jesus Christ proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of heaven. He proclaimed himself to be the Christ and the Son of God. He continued to confess this until it got him killed and crucified. And yet, three days later, rose from the grave, proving that he was the very Savior and Lord, proving his promises of eternal life for all who believe, proving the forgiveness of sins in him. So in the end, in the end, the only thing that will matter at the resurrection and the final judgment is one's confession of Jesus. This is the only confession, the only thing that will endure through all things and unto everlasting life. And in each in every age, Christ calls his followers to proclaim him and his word once again. The book of Romans says that if one believes with the heart and confesses with the mouth that Christ is Lord, they will be saved. The belief of the heart is to be expressed upon the lips. Jesus says in our reading for today, what I tell you in the dark, say in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. The apostles said, we cannot but speak of that which we have seen and heard. Dear friends, we're not speaking just the truth, but the truth of the good news of Jesus for us, for the world. God has revealed himself to us in the person of Jesus by his incarnation and his life among us, by his death on the cross for us, his resurrection from the grave for us. He reveals himself now through his word. He has spoken that saving grace to us in holy baptism at the Lord's Supper. We, too, cannot but speak of what we have seen and what we have heard. What we have heard, even whispered here, we are to go and to proclaim on the housetops. We are not to let the fear of man silence our lips, to remove the confession of Jesus from them. He says, whoever confesses me before men, 
I will confess before my Father in heaven. Jesus, he says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against this confession. Jesus, he once asked his disciples, he said, who do people say that I am? They gave various answers. But then he asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus exclaims, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Lord Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This confession of Jesus, of who he is, Jesus says he is building his church upon that, and nothing will prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not endure against it. This, dear friends, is a confession that endures to eternity. Now, we're not going to read the Augsburg Confession this morning. It's made up of 28 articles, 21 of them being this positive confession of Jesus Christ and what the church has proclaimed throughout the centuries, and then seven articles at the end of some practices that they had corrected. Permit me just to read one of those for you this morning. Article 4. It says, And they teach that men cannot be justified before God by their own strength, merit or works but are freely justified for Christ's sake through faith when they believe they are received into favor and that their sins are forgiven for Christ's sake who by his death has made satisfaction for our sins this faith God imputes for righteousness in his sight for the sake of the world the salvation of souls. Jesus calls us and his church in every age to bear witness to him boldly, to confess him before the world. And when we confess Jesus and his word, well, it often goes against what the world is saying around us. And yet, God has preserved and passed on the saving teaching of Christ 30 A.D., 1530-1530-2023. Building up his church. In Jesus' name. Amen.